Thank you. Thank you. Greetings to all of you in Jesus' name. Um, I hope that this whole week of seeking the Lord together as a family has been fruitful for all of you. Um, I, it's my joy and my privilege to be back with all of you. I think it was during the lockdown that we connected the last time again on a Zoom call like this. Um, and it is so good to see your faces. It's good to see the joy on your faces, the excitement to receive from the Lord. It is in times and seasons like this that our uh, real priority in life is tested and it is uh, revealed uh, when we uh, are willing to sacrifice certain things in order to seek the Lord. We are able to sacrifice our convenience, our food, our, uh, you know, the, the basic pleasures of life, our Netflix times or our uh, sports watching, whatever it is that we sacrifice in order to be able to uh, sit in the presence of the Lord and just hear from the Lord. Uh, the Lord really, really appreciates that. And uh, may the Lord bless each and every one of you. May this season of fasting and seeking the Lord really bear fruit for each and every one of you personally, individually, and as a community, and as a church together. And everything that you receive from the Lord, let it overflow into your city. Let it overflow into your nation. Let it overflow into... Uh, your homes, you know, your, your families, ev everything that you receive from the Lord, let it become your inheritance. Amen. Um, I thank the Lord for Pastor Sam and Jemmy. They are really good friends of ours. And, and it is an honor to serve the Lord on the same platform along with them. And uh, they, are man, they, are, they are a couple, they are a man and woman who have great integrity they're a couple that has great love for the Lord and a love for the church. And uh, I've seen how they are strategic in everything that they do. They are very intentional in everything that they do. They are not swayed by every wind that comes. But they are intentionally pursuing the Lord and pursuing the purposes of God uh, for the body of Christ. And we celebrate what God is doing uh, through King City Church in Trichy the leadership college and we thank the lord for everything else that the lord is going to plant and pioneer through this church all the mncs that will be birthed out of you guys all the churches that will be birthed from you all the schools and uh, you know shelters that will be birthed because of sons and daughters of this house that will rise up to take the mandate and the vision of this house to the next level we honor you guys. We celebrate what God is doing uh, through each and every one of you. And uh, tonight, I was praying, I was specifically asking the Lord to give me a word uh, for what He is wanting you to enter into over the next year in 2023. Pastor Sam, he texted me saying, we are seeking the Lord for a, a word um, for the season so that we can prepare ourselves for 2023. And as I was praying last night, I saw a, a vision of a sword, a sword that is very large, a sword that is powerful enough to even hurt yourself being given to the church. I feel that the next year is going to be a year of great victories. It's going to be a year of great warfare, uh, entering into battles that um, the Lord is going to assign to you certain battles that the Lord is going to entrust into your hands. Uh, it may not even be your battle. It may be someone else's battle, but the Lord is now going to give you an assignment to go and fight those battles and, and exercise the vengeance of the Lord. I'm going to read a few scriptures and I'll tell you the context of what I'm sharing. I saw this vision yesterday. But I kept praying and asking the Lord, what should I teach or what should I share in tonight's uh, session? And this afternoon, the Lord gave me this scripture. And I feel that uh, this ties in with the vision that I saw for you guys last night. And let me read the scriptures. Okay, This is from 1 Samuel chapter 15 and verse 1, 2 and 3. It says, And Samuel said to Saul, the Lord sent me to anoint you king over his people Israel. Now, therefore, listen to the words of the Lord. Verse 2. 
Thus says the Lord of hosts, I have noted what Amalek did to Israel in opposing them on the way when they came up out of Egypt. Now go and strike Amalek and devote to destruction all that they have. Do not spare them, but kill both man and woman, child and infant, oats and sheep, camel and donkey. Wow! You can imagine the intense assignment that is given to King Saul. See, you should remember, the Amalekites did not really hurt King Saul. They didn't hurt the nation during the time of King Saul. They were not active enemies of King Saul when King Saul became the king of this nation. They were not. The Lord was executing vengeance upon the nation of Amalek for what they had done generations prior, when they had been coming out of Egypt uh, into Israel, into Canaan. During that journey, this group of people, they resisted the people of God. They stood in the way and they said, we're not going to let you guys pass by. And they mistreated the people of God. And now, a few hundred years later, when the first king of Israel is chosen and he's in power, the Lord is speaking uh, to the king saying, I want you to uh, reach out to this particular king, to this particular nation, and I want you to execute vengeance for what has been done a few generations prior. I want you to go and get a total and complete victory so that they will never ever again mistreat my people, my children, my family. They will never again resist the work and the move of the Lord. So I believe that the Lord is entrusting us with that grace in this season to fight principalities, to take down principalities that has been an enemy to the family of God for generations, for generations, multiple dimensions, multiple generations of resistance that has been, uh, you know, hurting the family of God, that has been uh, doing things to malign men of God, that has been doing things to discourage young people, that have been doing things to make sure young people live in bondage generationally, that they live in um, addictions. The Lord is giving you as a church the grace to fight some of these principalities and bring them down in the name of Jesus, to raise a mighty cry, a mighty battle, to raise a mighty sword against some of these principalities and to bring them down. So this was the assignment that the Lord gave to King Saul. But we know the story. We know how King Saul, he wasn't able to execute his assignment. He wasn't able to obey everything that God asked him to do. And as a result of it, he lost his dominion. See, the king always has a dominion. The king has a kingdom. But because of his inability to fulfill this assignment, he lost the authority that was given to him. He lost the dominion that was entrusted into his hands. The Lord, the Bible says, God regretted. God was sorry that he made Saul as king. And God started his plan B. God put his plan B into action. And so the word that I want to preach to you is uh, five uh, different points or five different areas, five different struggles that King Saul faced because of which he couldn't obey the Lord. Why is it that King Saul uh, disobeyed the Lord? Why is it that the king, he actively, willingly did something that was uh, not what God had asked him to do? Why did he put his entire kingdom at stake? And why did he really uh, do something that will affect generations later you know the, the family would never prosper because of this one act that king Saul did why did he do that so i was just reading first samuel chapter 15 and there are so many things that we can figure out but there are five things that just stood out to me and i feel that during the season of fasting and praying i need to teach you this so that you can as you begin to pray after this that you can begin to point out these areas of your heart and your mind, and you can uh, ask the Lord to give you freedom and help in these areas so that we don't fall prey to the same things that King Saul fell prey to. He was not a bad guy. You know, we may 
think that King Saul is such a wicked man. He was a worldly guy. He was not a Christian. He didn't love the Lord. That's not the case. He was a nice guy. Just that he had these weaknesses that he left unguarded. He had these struggles which he didn't protect himself, where he didn't protect himself in. Because of which he ended up disobeying the Lord. And as a result of disobeying the Lord, he ended up losing his kingdom. He ended up losing the dominion that God has given him. Okay? So the end goal is for us to fulfill the assignment of the Lord upon our lives. And the Lord is giving you a mighty sword which you will be exercising uh, to go into battle. The Lord is giving you a mighty sword so that you can have great victories in the year ahead. But there are things that we can do. There are areas that we can slack uh, and, and we can fail in our assignment. And those are the five, five areas that I'd like to just point out to you that was King Saul's mistake and uh, to share with you that we have to avoid the same mistakes. Okay, the first thing is that King Saul, he valued physical blessings or physical breakthroughs or physical prosperity more than the voice of the Lord. That when he began to evaluate everything around him, he found that the physical blessings that he was getting or the money that he was getting or the, uh, the riches that he was getting, that was much more, um, much more appealing to him than the voice of God. And I think that that is such a, a sad story. Let me read the scripture to you. It says, 1 Samuel chapter 15 and verse 9. It says, but Saul... And the people, they spared Agag and the best of the sheep and of the oxen and of the fattened calves and the lambs and all that was good and would not utterly destroy them. But all that was despised and worthless, they devoted to destruction. Do you, did you see that? It says, all that was good, they would not utterly destroy them. But all that was despised and worthless, they devoted to destruction. In other words, he began to value certain things over the other. He began to compare the value of these things over that. And he said, this, I'm okay in obeying the Lord in these areas. But when it comes to these things, ah, this is too precious. This is too valuable. These things uh, don't deserve obedience. These things I don't mind giving up. These things I don't mind sacrificing. These things I don't mind, you know, letting go and surrendering and giving it all to the Lord. But how about these things? That is going to be a lot of loss. You know, you, you have no idea what I can get or what I can do if I just get this particular order or I, if I just get this particular client or if I just get this particular breakthrough. You have no idea how much I can serve the Lord. And he began to value the physical blessings and the opportunities and the growth points over the voice of God. And that was the first mistake that he did. You know, when we live our life, we are going to be tempted several times all through our life to, uh, you know, prefer a physical blessing over the voice of God, a physical breakthrough over the voice of God. Jesus, when he was uh, uh, finishing his time of fasting, it says there came a point when he was really, really hungry and the devil came to him and he said, why don't you turn the stone into bread and why don't you eat it? Why don't you do this? This is going to work for you. This is going to be a blessing to you. And truth be told, Jesus needed that. Jesus' appetite was craving for some food, craving for some bread at that time. And what did Jesus reply? He said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. In other words, Jesus prioritized the voice of God, the word of God, everything that God was speaking over the physical blessings that he would get, over the satisfaction of his physical appetite. And I pray that today there will be a grace that we will tap into which will make our sacrifices, our physical sacrifices look very small. Now, we will not feel like we are doing such a great deal or we are doing something really big by giving up this because we want to obey the Lord. 
it has to just come naturally for us. It has to come easy for us. And I, I pray that every one of us that are entering into 2023 with a fresh hope, fresh dreams, fresh desires to serve God, to serve in the church, to serve in our city, to do the purposes of God for our lives, I pray that today we will have, uh, we will give precedence and priority for God's voice over my uh, breakthroughs, over my blessings, over my opportunities, everything that I'm getting in the physical realm, I'm going to give more preference to the voice of the Lord. So if there is any areas where we have valued the environment that we have been in, we have valued our friendships, we have valued our, you know, TV time, or we have valued our entertainment, or we have valued our personal comfort, over the voice of God, or you valued our, uh, you know, our own personalities. You know, some of us think, oh, I'm, I'm not an extrovert. I'm not, you know, like that person or like this person. They can go out of the way, talk to people and introduce themselves. But I, I can't. And, and we just reserve ourselves and, and we think that, you know, this is more important. I, I, I can't go out there and do that just because God said it. And today we are turning our back to ourselves. We are turning our back to our own convenience and our, our own comfort. And we are saying, God, we value your voice. We value what you are speaking to us over what is comfortable and convenient to us. Church, if you are understanding what I'm saying, the Lord is calling you into a season of great warfare, great battle, great fight. This season is not going to be easy for the weak-hearted. This is for those who are willing to go above and beyond, who are willing to sacrifice everything, who are willing to sacrifice blessings that they have seen and not seen. You know, see, for, for King David and King Solomon, it was very easy to sacrifice because they had seen a lot of wealth. But for King Saul, he had not seen a lot of wealth. For him, when he saw this, this many odds and this many richness of, Amma, uh, of the nation of Amalek, he was like, this is awesome. This is good. I don't think we should give up on this. And automatically, he, he was drawn to the riches. And I, I pray that the Lord would give us the grace to not be enticed uh, by what the enemy, what the world around us shows us. So the first mistake that King Saul did is he valued the physical blessings or the physical prosperity over the voice of God. So it was not overnight. He, he didn't wake up one day and say, I, I'm going to now, uh, you know, just begin to uh, disobey the Lord. I, or I'm going to do what is going to hurt the heart of God. I'm, I, I, I just want to destroy my kingdom and give up my authority. It didn't happen overnight. It happened over a gradual period of time of not valuing God's voice, of not valuing what God is speaking, of continuing to give priority to the physical blessing and the physical breakthrough and the physical healing and the physical uh, opportunities. Uh, some of us, we come to church and, and we, we think that we come to church for God. What if God doesn't bless you at all? Will you still come to church? What if God doesn't give you any breakthroughs at all? Will you still come to church? What if God doesn't answer any of your prayers? Will you still be faithful over the course of the next year? The Lord is asking you. If the Lord is asking you to give up that relationship that you've been dreaming about. If the Lord would ask you to give up that career that you've been dreaming about. If the Lord would ask you to give up that, that job opportunity or that city or that nation that you wanted to move to, the Lord is asking you to give, up, give that up. Would you be willing to do that? Would you be willing to sacrifice that because you value the voice of God? Because you value the things that God is speaking. What we are saying is, God, uh, we... we, we we can compromise everything else, but we can't compromise your voice. We, can, we, we, can't, we can't devalue what you speak to us. Your voice will have the highest precedence, the highest priority in my home, in my church, in my life. Amen? The second mistake that he did is that he did not have a lifestyle of following the Lord. He did you know, go to the Lord when he had a need. He did go seek the Lord when he wanted to go into battle. But he did not have a lifestyle of following the Lord. Let, let me read this for you. This 1 Samuel chapter 15 and verse 11. It says, this is the Lord. 
God's testimony about Saul. He says, I regret that I have made Saul king for he has turned back from following me and has not performed my commandments. Do you see the two different things? What is the first thing? He says, he has turned back from following me and as a result of stopping to follow me, he has not performed my commandments. So the reason he disobeyed God was not because he wanted to disobey God. The reason he disobeyed God was that he was not intentionally following the Lord in the first place. His day-to-day activities involved him just becoming, uh, you know, what people wanted him to do and, you know, serving the nation and making the nation prosper, delivering people, you know, all of that was there. But he, his primary thing was not to follow the Lord. Whereas when the next king came, his primary thing was not to become a king. The king David, what was his job description or what is God's testimony about King David? Not that this guy was a, such a good king and he did what, what the people wanted him to. He blessed the people. He built an amazing city and, you know, prospered the nation. That's not the testimony God had about him. The testimony God had about him was that this was a man after my heart. Like he's running after me. He's constantly looking for what is, what is going on in my heart. He's following me day in and day out. So the second mistake that King Saul made was that he was not diligent in his following the footsteps of the Lord. First, he devalued the voice of God. Second, he was not intentionally living a life that was after, that was running after God. Let me ask you, church, what are you running after? What is your goal for the next year? What is your goal? I'm sure that all of us will have, you know, spiritual goals like reading the Bible and, you know, praying a a certain amount of time and, you know, committing to a certain amount of service in the church. All of that is great. But can your ultimate goal be that I just want to be so after the Lord, after Him, that at the end of the year, I would look a lot like Him. I would look, I would, I would be... In him, that, that, that intimacy will begin to manifest, that uh, me abiding in him and him in me, that will begin to manifest in and through my life. Can that become our ultimate goal? Because God's problem with Saul was not just that he, he made one mistake. We may think, how cruel is this God that he made one mistake and God just you know took him off the throne. Whereas David made so many mistakes and God still didn't take him off. Because Saul's mistake was not that he he disobeyed God. Saul's mistake was the journey, you know, one step at a time. He had already, you know, lost track of where he was supposed to go. And he had gone into a completely different journey. It says he turned back from following me and has consecutively not performed my commandments. Turned back. I pray that every one of us that are slacking in our following the Lord. Today, the Lord would call us, repent. Uh, The Lord would call us to repent. The Lord would call us to come back to Him. The Lord would call us to a deeper level of intimacy. The Lord would call us to a deeper level of pursuing His presence. There is nothing more important in life to pursue other than the presence of the Lord. If we can come back to a lifestyle where day in and day out, we are just following the Lord. We are not following our career we're not following the girl we want to get married to we're not following the uh, the just just church programs no 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 our ultimate following has to be the lord we are trying to go where he is going we are trying to reach that place where he's trying to go to uh, where you go i go what you say i say what you speak i speak uh, what what you pray I pray your burden becomes my burden. Your desires become my desires. Your dreams for my city becomes my dreams, God. And when we have this kind of active pursuit of God, obedience becomes so easy. You know, God told Joshua in Joshua chapter 1, God said, if you will be careful to meditate on this book of the Lord day and night, then you will be careful to keep what is in the book. We are focusing all of our efforts in trying to obey, but we are not spending time meditating on it. And we are not 
spending time following after the lord the person behind the scripture the person who is spoken to us the person who is the voice of god we are not spending time following the lord and we are hoping that somehow we will be obedient christians that's not how it works if we follow after jesus if we if we pursue after jesus if we make a lifestyle of just going diligently persistently pursue after him then obedience will become so easy my family obedience will become so uh, it will be a byproduct of your following the lord you know you, people will not have to come and uh, force you into obeying it will just happen naturally it will just come naturally for you to just do what god is asking you to do the second mistake that saul made was that he was not diligently following the lord he, he didn't have a diligent lifestyle of following the lord like king david had can i tell you the third mistake this is a very serious mistake it is that he he had a very low self esteem his self esteem was so broken that his validation his identity was in what people said about him his identity was in what people uh, how people treated him his identity was in how people would respond to him Okay let me read this scripture for you God God pointed it out to him when the prophet came to him this is 1 Samuel chapter 15 and verse 17 read it with me if you can it's on the screen it says and Samuel said though you are little in your own eyes are you not the head of the tribes of Israel the Lord has anointed you king over Israel so what was the reason why king saul made the mistakes that he made it was not that he was actively rebelling against god but it was that he was now looking down on himself he was considering himself little in his own eyes he was very small you know you know god had anointed him it was not something that he desired god had anointed him out of nowhere god hand picked him and raised him up now instead of functioning as the anointed one of god instead of functioning as the king that he was supposed to function as he was still looking down on himself he still had insecurities that he had not dealt with he was still looking on himself as somebody who is unworthy of the, of the calling that god has called him for because of which he was now constantly looking for validation from people you know he was constantly looking for validation in the religious activities that he did even with god he he tried to please god by if you read the previous chapter chapter 14 it says he he tried to please god he overstepped certain boundaries he tried offering sacrifices he built altars to god in a way that he shouldn't have that was not his job responsibility he went out of his way to try and get god's pleasure to try and get people's validation to get acceptance and that was a big trap because of which this man ended up disobeying the lord because of which this man ended up dishonoring the plans and the purposes of god for his life so i pray that in this season not only will you become sharp in your following the lord not only will you become sharp in your understanding of how valuable god's voice is but you will also become very intentional to fit your own identity that as a child of god you will know who you are you will know that you are anointed you will know what you are made of you will know your potential you will know what you carry inside of you you will not belittle yourself you shall not look down on yourself and and we may we may think that this is not so important but every mistake that he did even after this when samuel is correcting him his his worry is not that god left him his worry is not that the kingdom is going his worry is that people may not necessarily honor him now so he is saying samuel i understand you don't want to forgive me but can you please come with me so that people don't look down on me after this he was constant, he you know you would see how he went and built a monument for himself after this victory over amalek because he wanted people to now acknowledge the fact that he is great he is accomplished something big but today i am freeing you from every insecurity in your spirit i'm i'm releasing what god has spoken about you who who you are as a child of god who you are as an anointed one of the lord who you are as an ambassador of jesus christ i release that 
identity into your spirit which will stop you, which will enable you to forget what people say. That will enable you. You will not have to run to get people's validation, to get people to accept you, to get people to like you, to get people to say good things about you. The mistake of King Saul was not just that he disobeyed the Lord. The mistake was that he belittled himself. It says he was little in his own eyes, in his own eyes. Father, I pray right now over your children. Just, just place your hand on your eyes right now. Lord, I pray over them right now. In Jesus' name, there you would give them grace to not, to not look down on themselves anymore. Yes, yes. They, may they be able to see themselves the way that you see them, Lord. Right now, in Jesus' name, may they be able to see themselves in the way that you see them. The giants that they are the anointed ones that they are, the, the conquerors that they are, the victors that they are. May they see themselves the way you see them, Father. Every belittling spirit, every lying spirit, every Jezebelic spirit that says, I'm going to destroy you. I cancel those voices. I cancel those images in Jesus' mighty name. And I, and I give them the grace, Father, right now to know how they are anointed for a purpose, for an assignment, for a calling, for a season. Father, I pray that they will see the sword that I saw, that they will see the battle that they are about to have victory in, that they will see their assignments. And in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. You know, the, the devil is a master manipulator. He knows how to paint a picture that is not real. Like, if you, if you read the story of Elijah, Elijah, he had just killed 400 prophets of Baal. <laughs> I mean, there's no way anybody can convince Elijah that he's not victorious, that he is not going to come out of this, uh, you know, more successful. But Jezebel, she sent a messenger to Elijah saying, tomorrow, this time, tomorrow, I'm going to kill you. And the Bible says, Elijah ran. As soon as he heard that, he began to run. Uh, he, he, he begins to run. And as a result of that, he begins to live in fear. He resigns to his ministry. He goes complaining to the Lord, saying, they, are, they, are kill, they have killed all the prophets of God, and now they are about to kill me. But was that the reality? That was not the reality. What is the reality? They didn't kill the prophets of God. Elijah just killed their prophets. <laughs> Elijah had just killed 400 prophets of Baal. And, but he's standing before God and he's confessing that they are killing us. That was not the truth. This was the highest point in the nation of Israel where Elijah had total dominion. Elijah had such great victory and authority. But the enemy, he, he, she convinced him that ha, you, you've, you've no idea what I'm going to do to you by tomorrow this time. Come on, if Elijah could shut down range, if Elijah could successfully bring down fire from heaven, if Elijah could kill 400 prophets of Baal single-handedly, do you think that it would have been hard for him to confront Jezebel? No, but she painted a picture in his head which he ended up believing. So right now, I'm, I'm cancelling all those pictures that the enemy has given you about how how less significant, how, how less important you are. And I'm telling you that you are anointed. You are anointed. You are anointed. I'll, I'll tell you what God told, you know, Saul. He said, are you not the head of the tribes of Israel? The Lord anointed you as king over Israel. This is who you are, Saul. Stop belittling yourself. This is who you are. This is your identity. This is your assignment. This is your calling. So function in your identity and not in your fears. Do not give in to your fears in this season. Do stop looking down on yourself because of all the things that the enemy has been painting in front of you, you know, giving you pictures of all the messages that Jezebel has been sending you. Some of you need to block your Jezebels, you know, who are, who are sending you messages and, and they're telling you lies. You just have to block them out. You don't have to give them a ear. You have to unfollow them on Instagram. You have to let them, you have to just, you know, just 
just filter everything that comes into your space you have to filter if it's not the voice of of the lord then i don't want to believe this i don't want to receive this i don't want this to become my portion in jesus name i'll i'll quickly go through the next two points the the fourth point is that this guy he did not take responsibility for what was trusted to him he blamed the people for all the sin let me read the scriptures okay this is first samuel chapter 15 verse 20 and 21 it says and saul said to samuel i have obeyed the voice of the lord and have gone on the mission on which the lord sent me i have brought agag the king of amalek and i have de- devoted the amalekites to destruction the next verse he says but the people <laughs> it says but the people took of the spoil sheep and oxen the best of the things devoted to destruction to sacrifice to the lord your god in gilgal do you see how he is escaping the responsibility he's saying yeah yeah i i did do my part i went on the mission that was assigned to me i did my part of going and destroying the nation but the people who are the people the people are your followers how can you escape the responsibility by saying the people did it as a child of god one thing that we don't have the option for doing is shifting the blame on somebody else for our failures adam did it in the garden of eden you know adam was appointed as the as the head of the house and yet he is like eve did this I, i'm i'm not the one who did it eve did it hello who is eve submitted to eve is submitted to adam more than eve being submitted to god you know the order of marriage in the church is this as the wife submits to the husband and the husband's submit to christ you know that's the order first corinthians 7 the head of the wife is the man the husband and the head of husband is christ it means before eve submits to god eve is submitted to adam <laughs> and, and adam is here pointing fingers at eve saying it is her mistake look at what king saul is doing he's like i'm not the one i did my part i served the lord i obeyed god i i went on the mission that i had to but these guys they didn't do their part i i believe that there are going to be imperfect elements around you there are going to be those people that don't function in the same way you function or that don't do things with the same excellence that you do things but we have to run away from that attitude of shifting the blame on that volunteer this sister that brother somebody who didn't pray you know somebody who didn't you know do the same thing that you did you have to run away from that and you have to take the responsibility and say no 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 i am anointed for this this is my garden i take responsibility for this i am not going to put the blame on someone else for a mistake that has happened in my environment if it is in my environment i take the blame i take the responsibility i am not going to expect someone else to fix my mistakes and that was you know the attitude that saul had because of which it was very easy for him to say okay yeah as long as i am not the one doing this it's okay you know they are the ones doing it right so no 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 their disobedience is your disobedience sorry if if there are things going wrong in your household then as a man of the house as leaders you know most, some of you guys you are leaders in this church you are leading people in life groups you are leading people in your communities you are discipling them you are teaching the word to them you are setting an example to them you are responsible for their lives the bible says in hebrews chapter 13 verse 17 you have to give an account to the lord for their actions good actions bad actions whatever it is you you are accountable to the lord for what they do so kindly never put the blame on them saying uh, they did not listen to me or they were not regular in church if something is going wrong in your church you have to own up and say god what what can i do different how can i take responsibility how can how can the service in our churches uh, be of a higher quality because of my participation because of what i do instead of saying uh, these guys didn't come on time i'm going to take the blame upon myself and say i am responsible for the growth of my church i am responsible for the blessing in my house i am responsible for the blessing of my city gone are the days when the church would just shift the blame on the government shift the blame on the politician shift the blame on the businessman no 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 we we are the powerhouse in our cities 
the the government is not the solution god will use the government but they, they are not the solution we we have the ultimate answer we have the ultimate solutions no we we choose not to hand off the responsibility on someone else we are the ones who will bring solutions and answers to our problems to the problems that our societies our churches and our homes face in jesus mighty name can i give you the last one for today and and we'll pray together <laughs> he he presumed to know the will of god instead of you know being sure that this is what god wanted him to do you know i'll read the scripture and it'll make it clear first samuel chapter 15 verse 22 and 23 it says and samuel said has the lord uh, as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the lord behold to obey is better than sacrifice okay and to listen to listen is better than the fat of rams the next verse he says for rebellion is as the sin of divination and presumption is as iniquity and idolatry wow did you see that what is god saying god is saying what you did is first you you valued physical things second you didn't listen you were not careful to uh, you know give attention to what i am speaking third you rebelled against what i spoke fourth is that you presumed what you thought you you thought this is right you just assumed when you went and you saw the fat and you saw the riches and all of that you just assumed that i can bring this to god and god would be happy about it you know that god would be uh, like excited about it you know the sin of presumption is such a very subtle sin it is a sin that a lot of us make because when we are in church for a long period of time and we we know the ins and outs of how to you know worship how to sing how to you know dance and how to serve and how to do ministry and how to win somebody to the lord we become very presumptuous about what god wants us to do and then we stop depending on the lord to ascertain if this is exactly what god wanted us to do today things that things you know the the if you don't understand the word presumption the other words is uh, assumption you know just to assume what is god's will just to assume that god is in this you know uh, see there are some areas where god's will is very clearly given to us we don't we are not going to be tempted to believe if murder is good or bad you know we know murder is bad we you know i know you will not be in the danger of presuming that murder is okay no you will not be but there are other things which is where, where all the options are good and then you end up choosing something presuming this is the will of god you assume that this is what god wants you to do you you say wow this instrument if i can get this instrument in my church you know i our worship is going to skyrocket that's exactly what solved it he's like if only i can get this oats man what worship we can bring to god if only i can get these calves in my church wow that day's worship is going to be very anointed i just have to give him some mic for 15 minutes i have to give him mic and i'm telling you we are going to see the glory of god come down he presumed to know the will of god and the word of god says don't you know that presumption is as iniquity and idolatry iniquity and idolatry it is it is not iniquity but it is like iniquity and idolatry in god's eyes when you presume when you think that ah, i know this i know how to i know how to serve god that presumption that attitude it's like idolatry you know you know how serious a sin it will be if one of you guys you have a physical idol in your house and how will everybody in church react <laughs> you know they'll all begin to fast and pray specifically for you you know so god says presumption is like that 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 is like the sin of idolatry so today the lord is saying saul he had a problem with presumptuous sins let me let me finish with psalm 19 verse 13 and 14 This is a prayer that the psalmist prays. He says, "Keep back your servant from presumptuous sins." He's saying there are some sins that are not deliberate, but they are presumptuous. I just assume that it is 
it's okay for me to do these things. But he's saying, keep back your servant from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and I'll be innocent of great transgression. Then he says, verse 14, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, let it be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. He's saying, God, keep, keep my heart, keep my hands away from presumptuous sins in this season. Let me not assume to know the will of God. Let me test and prove and know what is the good, pleasing and the perfect will of God for my life. Please, as you enter into 2023, presume nothing. Presume that nothing that, you know, yeah, I have, I know what I, what I can do. Please, please, let's come humbly before the Lord and say, God, we, we want to understand your will for us. We want to understand what is the right. We want to understand what is the good, the pleasing and the perfect. Some things may be good. Some things may be good and pleasing. But there are some things that are good, pleasing and perfect. We cannot settle for good. We cannot settle for pleasing. No, we need the good, the pleasing and the perfect will of God for our lives. So I, I pray, Father, that today you would free us from presumptuous sins. Every presumptuous sins. Lord, we pray that you would free us. We're just going to take a few minutes to pray. If you can just pray along with me. Just, just begin to pray in your own ways, in your own a manner of connecting with the Lord. If you'd like to just sing to the Lord aloud, if you'd like to just walk in your room, if you'd like to just just speak in tongues, however you would connect to the Lord in your own manner, can you just lift up your voices and tell the Lord to, to just touch your heart right now, wherever you are. You may be even listening to this like a few years from now, but today as you hear my voice, you are receiving the grace to come out of everything that has been exposed here in the scripture. Everything that has been exposed. You're getting the grace to come out of it in Jesus' name. Lord, we, we come against every uh, false scales, every place where we have, we have weighed and we have prioritized our blessings, our breakthroughs over, over the voice of God. We, 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 we cancel those false scales in our life. And Father, right now we, we speak this blessing over this house. That this is a house that will run after the voice of God. This is a house that will run after what God is speaking. This is a house that will not presume that we know the will of God. This is a house that will keep going back to know what God is speaking and what God is saying. Lord, I pray that there will be an abundance of God's voice. <laughs> yes, 2023, I pray, Father, that they will be surrounded by men and women of God, prophets of God, prophetesses, that will rise up inside the church to, to hear the good, the pleasing, and the perfect will of God. Those that will come and ascertain and confirm the good, the pleasing, and the perfect will of God. The Lord is saying that there are going to be certain sacrifices the Lord will allow you to make as a church. Certain things that God would allow you to let go of. The Lord has already given you the grace to let go of certain things. But when you do let go, don't ever think that you will be poorer. No, 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 no. You're, you're, you, the Lord has plans to prosper you. The Lord has plans to make you richer than the greatest amount of sacrifices that you've made for the Lord. So you cannot give to the Lord and think that you're going to have less money because you gave to the Lord. You're only going to have more. There are certain projects that the Lord is giving into your hands that is going to drain out your savings, which is okay. But the Lord is going to give you the grace to have more than what you have now. Double of what you have then now, more than double of what you have now, the Lord is going to put back by the end of next year. You, the year of 2023 is a year of projects. It's a year of battles. It's a year of engaging into places that is not even going to benefit you. But as you, as a church, as, as King City Truchi, as you engage in these battles and as you invest into them, 
your your finances are going to overflow your finances are going to increase and grow your provisions are coming from the lord the lord is going to make a way for the for the right people for the right sources to invest into the church people are who, who are not even benefited by the church are going to come in to sow into this church because the lord would bring the right people the right sources because it is not possible that we can obey god and god wouldn't provide for the things that he is sending us through he this is his battle this is not our battle this is his battle we are fighting his battle and he is going to provide for every need so church pray with me in jesus name father we we command every every limitation every boundary every uh, every marker that the enemy has put saying you cannot grow beyond this we break it off in the spirit realm right now every boundary even every cap that the enemy has put on people's salaries that you would grow to a certain extent and you would get stuck there i break it in jesus name and i i declare right now that as your people seek your will as they diligently follow you as they stop belittling themselves and know how anointed and and how 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 you've positioned them i pray that their resources will also parallelly increase that god you would honor the sacrifices they are they are committing to do today lord you would honor the commitments that they are making before your presence and father i pray that you would give them the grace to take responsibility for things that are entrusted into their hands that they will not the pawn of the responsibility on someone else father and i thank you for your giving us freedom from presumptuous sins that we will not presume to know your will but we will test to know what is the good pleasing and the perfect will of god and we'll follow after it we thank you holy spirit in the mighty name of jesus we pray amen amen church i want you to remember this vision the lord has entrusted a sword into your hands what you will do with it how you will function in the battlefield how you will function how effective you will be with this sword will depend on what you value will depend on what you follow it will depend on how you view yourself it will depend on the responsibility that you take up and it will depend on how you will presume or you will confirm the will of god you, you whether you will live in assumptions or whether you will test to know what is the will of god for your life you you will diligently pass you the will of god for your life you know it's been a great honor to be here with all of you and i and i see that the lord is um speaking personally to personally to some of you as well you know as i was speaking i just felt that the lord was healing some of the old wounds that you know that people have Uh, put into your hearts that people have spoken over you especially when i said stop belittling yourself you know i i heard certain voices of people telling you that you know you you will never be good in life you will always be the troublemaker in your house you will always be the the problem child you know the voice that says you 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 will always be the guy that will always create issues for us those lies of the enemy have been exposed and it has been you know it it has been cast out of your life in jesus name the spirit of lying killing and destruction it is removed so you are free to live for the lord you are free to serve the house you are free to prosper and grow into your fullness in 2023 our our prayers are with all of you and we hope to see you all in person soon and may the lord continue to give you victories that are your portion in jesus name thank you pastor sam thank you pastor jemmy for allowing me to come and uh, talk to your family and it is such a beautiful time